Welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Darby Toth, a technical field services representative with West United Dairies. We're still working around some vacation schedules this week, but we're excited to bring you a robust episode. We have a great sit down with Eileen Martino, a past graduate of West United Dairy Leaders Program, who talks about her experiences in the program and what applicants could expect. We also have a portion of a past webinar with the USDA RMA team talking about risk management. Just as a reminder, as we roll into this week's episode, the West United Dairy Leaders deadline for applications for the 2021-22 session is fast approaching. That's August 18th. If you have any questions about the program or are interested in learning more, you can reach out to me via my cell phone or my email, darby at wudairies.com. The application and additional information can also be found on our website. With that being said, let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our communities safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com safety. All right, I'm here with Eileen Martino, who works for Moss Energy Works and is also a WUD Dairy Leaders graduate. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eileen. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So we are having you on the podcast to talk about Dairy Leaders because the deadline for applications for the upcoming 21-22 program is quickly approaching. That's August 18th. Um, And as we kind of get started here, um, I just wanted to give a brief overview of the Dairy Leaders program. It includes different sessions. Some take place in Modesto, Sacramento, and then the end of the session concludes with a trip to Washington, D.C. and Chicago. We focus on dairy marketing, economics, environmental, and legislative facets of what WUD does. So with that being said, Eileen, um, we wanted to have you on to kind of talk about your experiences in the program. So Where did you first hear about the WUD Dairy Leaders Program and what made you want to apply? So I first heard about this program long before I could even apply. Um, I was at a hearing in Sacramento that my dad had brought me to um, about whey protein and the distribution of funds between the cheese plants and the producers. And my dad was like, hey, I don't think that, you know, dairymen want to hear me talk. I think it'd be interesting to have, you know, a different perspective um, with the young woman who's at future than ag. And so we did that. I went to that hearing. And then afterwards, we all went to lunch. And longtime board member Frank Mendonca was talking to myself and my dad and was just like, hey, you should participate in the Dairy Leaders Program. I think you would really benefit from it. And at the time, I was too young. Um, so circle back to a couple years ago. Um, and you, Darby, brought it to my attention since we've been friends for a really long time and you thought, you know, that I would benefit from this program and it was really the perfect time to do it. And, you know, I have been wanting to do it for quite a long time and I really did feel like I would benefit from it and I wanted to apply because I was eager to educate myself and just grow as a working individual. Um, And just, you know, my title is producer relations at Moss Energy Works and I felt like I could do a much better job of it when I really became informed and educated and not and ignorant to what dairymen face on a day-to-day basis. So what type of commitments did you have to participate when you entered into the program? 
Well, I mean, first of all, it came really at the perfect time because I had been married for a little bit. It was before I had my son. And so I was like, this is the best time to do it. And, you know, aside from having, you know, the sessions, a couple day sessions in Sacramento and Modesto, um, even the big trip in Washington, D.C. and Chicago. Yes, it was, you know, a time commitment, but at the same time, it never felt overwhelming. It never felt like I was, you know, completely away from my work. Um, they did a lot, a lot of time for us to be able to check our emails, to call into work. And I mean, Zach Cahill from Ferndale the whole time was making calls to work if there was fires to put out. And um, same with me, just making sure that I wasn't, you know, setting my work aside, but um, I was kind of getting to enjoy best of both worlds was making sure I kept up with everything. So I never felt like it was too much to handle. And it was a good chance to kind of, you know, step out of my day-to-day -day work routine and do something a little bit different and educating. Well, you talked before about how you kind of had heard about the Dairy Leaders program when you were younger and what it kind of entailed. So what did you expect going into the program and was it what you expected? So like, obviously I've done classes like this and leadership programs like this, where, you know, you have your speakers that come in, you ask a couple questions and then it's, you know, done that you move on to the next speaker. But what I thought was really interesting was how some of these speakers just took the time to be a little more informal because a lot of times it's pretty intimidating to meet with like a state senator or to meet with a, um, to meet with, you know, some, an undersecretary, different people like that, that are pretty high up in their positions. And so to have this opportunity to, you know, have a little bit more of an informal setting, be really willing to open up with them and, you know, get to talk to them over lunch or dinner. It just made it easier for me to ask questions, to share my position on things and just have a more fluent conversation without the, you know, intimidation of them being, you know, really high up in their positions. Yeah, it kind of takes some of the pressure off and allows you to ask, ask questions and be more comfortable and hopefully gain some more knowledge. Absolutely. And definitely was the case. Like a lot of people took time out of their day and out of their really busy schedules just to really make us feel like we, our voices could be heard. So that being said, what did you personally want to gain from entering the program? You did talk a little bit about being more informed about current issues so you could help your dairy producers. Is that really your biggest, was your biggest goal going into it or something else? Yeah. So um, my work, Most Energy Works, they you know, my job was producer relations and it wasn't just to make sure the dairymen were happy, but my employers really wanted me to put a focus on what's affecting our dairymen day to day. And, you know, that's the biggest thing that I wanted to gain from this program is that when I went into a meeting with a producer and they were having a hard day when it came to like labor shortages or, you know, what, yeah, just the day-to-day -day issues that they are facing to not be ignorant to what they were facing and to make sure that not only I was informed, but, you know, my coworkers were informed of what these dairymen are facing. And this program gave me a great opportunity to do that. Um, I became so much more informed and I felt way more confident going into meetings because I felt like, okay, I can understand where you're coming from. And I can probably even give you opportunities to inform you about different stuff that I've learned during this dairy leader program. So talking, you talked about what you've gained and what you wanted to gain going into it. What experience did you have or experiences did you have in the program that affected your daily professional life? 
again, like I would say that like my time at the time of DM DMI was really interesting, um, especially, you know, just learning about the different, I mean, the different tragedies, different things that happened to dairymen and the way that we have to, you know, inform the general public about it and how the best way to handle ourselves in this industry. Um, obviously the session with Paul Souza was really applicable to my personal position with, you know, sustainability. And, you know, there's, while I know, knew a lot about my job, um, the sessions with Paul Souza and the different speakers that he brought in um, really helped me to become more well-rounded in my specific field. Um, so I think that that session it most applied to me, but I learned a lot from it. And then on a more widespread basis, like I feel like I've had such a tunnel vision because I grew up in this industry and my dad's a dairyman um, here in, or in Kings County in Central California. And so often, like I had this way of knowing things, but I didn't really, I've never really looked at other people's perspectives. So to have different people from like organic dairies versus conventional dairies from California to different states, like it was really helpful for me to just learn different perspectives from all over the industry and maybe squash a couple of the stereotypes that I might've had about other types of dairymen or other states, you know? So it was, that I think was most enlightening was also was just to be able to learn different perspectives and bring a new light to my position. And I will say Eileen and I were in the same uh, dairy leaders class and I definitely feel the same way. It just allows you to meet different people and different types of producers that you wouldn't normally get to meet or get to learn their perspective in the same way as you do when you're spending every day with them on a trip or hearing them ask questions that are important to their operation. Yeah. And, and not only that, it's like now a lot of these people have become lifelong friends. I mean, Darby and I, you and I have been friends for a really long time, but you know, now I, I've become really good friends with Zach Cahill, who's up in Ferndale and, you know, getting to probably go see him in a couple weeks and um, to go see his operation again, things like that. Like, it's crazy to think that now I have, you know, my, my network has become so much more well-rounded, so much more widespread, uh, but also a good personal friendship now. So we've talked about some of the good parts about dairy leaders, and there are a lot of good parts, but there are also things that I think stretch participants and make them maybe rethink things that they thought or challenge them to learn new things. So for you personally, what was the most challenging part of Dairy Leaders? Um, definitely the most challenging part was trying to understand the futures market and risk management and everything right before lunchtime. Um, Cause I was like shut down at that point, <laughs> but it was just something that I definitely knew nothing about. And so it was, it did take every like brain cell to just really focus in on what they were saying. And I definitely had a lot of questions afterwards, which again was really nice because um, Curtis Mark, uh, Curtis Bosma, who uh, spoke with us there in Chicago, also took the time to have lunch with us afterwards. And I actually went to high school with Curtis. So it was even cooler because we had this, that like personal, um, you know, relation, but at the same time, he just took the time again to after we had that informal meeting just to sit with us at lunch and maybe answer some more of the questions that we had and maybe provide some clarification because it, a lot of that stuff would definitely go over my head so I was trying to really focus in focus on what was happening because it was a lot of information. So talking about information what would you say was your maybe favorite or most informative portion of Dairy Leaders or what memory really sticks with you from the program? 
So definitely hands down, one of the most, one of the coolest things that um, we got to do was have dinner with Aubrey Betancourt, who at the time was the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Water and Science at the Department of the Interior. Yes, that is a mouthful. Um, and I've known Aubrey actually majority of my life. She grew up in Kings County too. Um, but just to see how far she's come. And again, like I, I keep emphasizing this informal setting that they provided, that she provided for us with having just dinner with her. Um, it was really interesting. She has so many interesting perspectives and she's just such a powerhouse in this industry. And to see all the amazing roles that she's had the opportunity to have and to think that she came from the same area as me and, you know, came from the humble beginnings that I came from and like, just yeah to see how far she's come is really inspiring so it was really cool to get together with her again and see what she's doing now so yeah i'm hoping we can get some good recommendations for from aubrey now for our washington dc trip now that she's back here working with us and i'm sure has lots of good tidbits and ideas oh yeah for sure she's always willing to share that so maybe what would you say to people who are contemplating about applying to the dairy leaders program for this upcoming session I feel like, you know, people always are going to have excuses for why, you know, they wouldn't have time, but really, like I emphasized before, you never, like, it, you never felt like it was too much, and, you know, you get a heads up when all the big trips are, just, you know, put it in your calendar, just do it, because, you know, for so long, so many people have such strong opinions, but then they never do anything or follow through with it, or they think that they know everything about their industry, but there's still so much to learn. So I feel like this program gives you a really unique opportunity to not only, you know, better inform yourself and maybe, you know, take a step back and learn a new perspective, but at the same time, get to voice your opinion to people like state, your state representatives, um, legislators, or, you know, as wide scale as, you know, going to DC and meeting with legislators and different departments there, you know, it's just such a unique opportunity that you're probably never going to have. And again, you make, you can make excuses left and right, but you just need to do it. And now's a good time as any. Well, thanks again, Eileen, for being on. And as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I'm just really thankful I did it. I mean, it Again, I still to this day say that the DC Chicago trip was probably one of the best trips I've ever taken. Um, not just because of the speakers and the formal setting that was like the leaders, dairy leaders program, but also just the amount of fun we had too. just the time to like go explore the area, um, riding the scooters at night through different um, memorials and everything was really incredible. And Again, it was the trip of a lifetime and I'm so thankful that I just did it. And I'm thankful that I got to do it with some of my closest friends too. Well, thanks again, Eileen. We really appreciate you taking the time um, being on. And for anybody who's listening and is interested in the Dairy Leaders Program, please feel free to reach out to me with any questions. You can call, text, or email me. Um, this is not just a right out of college program. This is open to any age members and allied industry. All of that application information is available on our website and the applications are due on August 18th. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, 
making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at YosemiteFarmCredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Uh, my name is Aubrey Betancourt. I am the Director of Sustainability, a position created in partnership with the California Cattle Council and Western United Dairies. And I'm here to welcome you today on behalf of California Cattle Council, Western United Dairies, and the California Cattlemen's Association uh, to a drought services seminar. This is probably going to be the first in a series of seminars provided in English and Spanish, with the purpose being to maximize the available resources from our state and federal and local partners for you our farmers, ranchers, producers, and rural communities throughout California. And with that, I'll turn it over to Ryan Mortensen with the Risk Management Agency. Ryan, the floor is yours. All righty, hopefully you guys can see that. I'll get started. So my name is Ryan Mortensen. I'm with the Risk Management Agency or RMA. Um, there we go. And what we do, it's it's a little bit different. We, we oversee the crop insurance or livestock insurance programs. Um, and drought is something that's built into a lot of our programs. And so what I wanted to do today was just go over a few, um, you know, related to dairy and livestock, as well as touch lightly on um, feeder crops or crops for feed. Um, so first off, um, we've got the dairy revenue protect, protection. And as you can read right in the title, Basically, you're covering um, expected revenue versus actual revenue. Um, and so that's what you're insuring. Now, I know this isn't directly related to drought, but I wanted to throw this out there um, just so you're aware of it. So what it will do is protect against um, declines, unexpected declines in the market. And it is indexed to the state or region. Um, and what you're ensuring is you have a couple options, whether it's related to your class three or four milk prices or specific components, um, you know, as, as I have listed there, butter, fat, protein, or other solids. And so there is coverage levels, you know, similar to any um, insurance program. You've got, you know, you can vary 80 to 95% in 5% intervals. Um, and there is, since, since it is a federal program, there is a subsidy associated. Um, obviously, the higher the coverage level, the lower the, the subsidy is going to be. Um, but essentially, on average, you're, you're going to be paying about 50% of that uh, insurance premium. With this program, it's really nice because you can go sign up for it today. Um, it's three-month periods, and if you, you can sign up for, I think, up to 15 months if you want. Um, but, but that's what it is. And then you're, you pay the premium at the end of each um, insurance period. And like I mentioned, the, the cause of loss for this is the difference between that final revenue guarantee and actual merit, um, milk prices or milk revenue. This isn't a program that covers death um, or other loss um, to your dairy cattle. So this program, the Livestock uh, Gross Margin Insurance uh, Program, this is what I was thinking in mind or had in mind for to help with with um, drought. And what this does is it it's basically protection against increase in feed costs or a drop in milk prices. As we know with the drought, um, we're most likely to see an increase in feeding costs um, as you know local production decreases. Um, some growers just aren't planting their their annual crops this year because there's no water. 
So that this this program does uh, insure against that. And so what it has is when you sign up, you you have you start off with a projected price, and then after that um, insurance period, you you have your you have your actual prices. Let me go back. Sorry, I didn't. Um, and again, if you if you sign up for multiple um, months, that's when the subsidy kicks in. Um, if you just sign up for one month, there is no subsidy. Um, and so you can go in and um, in this one, it's an 11 month rolling 11th month period. Um, and so you sign up for one month within that 11th month period, or you can sign up for multiple months. And so when you sign up for multiple months, that's when you have a subsidy. And what you do is you submit these target marketing reports. So you can ensure um, as much or as little as you want, um, but you do have to submit these reports and that indicates that you're gonna ensure that that month or multiple months. And this program is actually open every week, basically every Thursday, assuming it doesn't uh, fall on like a federal holiday or something like that, you can go in and, and sign up for the program. And so this, pro um, program begins a month after signing up. So for, in this example, if you signed up on June 24th, your insurance would kick in on uh, in August. And similar to the, the dairy revenue, it's just that margin um, of, you know, the difference between your, your feeding costs and your, um, your revenue from your, your dairy production. So it doesn't cover dairy cattle deaths or anything like that. And there is a program, um, so it's not just for dairy cattle, there's also one for feeder and fed cattle. Um, they have the same program and it works just the same. And there are things we do have programs for, you know, is your feeder fed crops or feed crops. So for corn, um, forage production, this is your alfalfa production. And those work just like a regular insurance program where, you know, corn, I think the sales closing dates usually in the winter, forage production is usually in the fall um, of the year, prior to insurance attaching. We also have the pasture rangeland forage program or better known as PRF, which is you know, drought related. And it's based on a rainfall index where you ensure a certain, you know, if you're grazing your cattle, you ensure where they're gonna be grazing. Um, and if there's a shortfall of rain, um, then you can get a payment on that. And so, you know, quick presentation. Next steps for the producer is to find an agent. We don't actually sell the crop insurance, we just oversee it. And so I put in a few links um, here and I can throw them up in the chat as well if that's helpful. Um, you can find an agent, a local agent to work with. Um, there's also a cost estimator that you can go in and kind of get an estimate of, of how much the programs will cost. And we also have uh, really good fact sheets um, on this link. Um, that just gives you more additional information on the programs if, if you're interested in them. And if you need anything, you can always reach out and contact me. We are a regional office, so we cover, you know, California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, as well as Hawaii. Um, so yeah, feel free to, to reach out if you guys have any questions. With that, I'll, I'll stop sharing. All right, thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate that. All right, well, with that, I'm not seeing any further questions. We do wanna try to keep uh, this tight, keep it um, productive. I think this has been a, a wonderful opportunity to have access to these groups, uh, to these agencies. Uh, one thing I want everyone to remember uh, first and foremost is 
um, in a lot of these cases, and and uh, you know Navdeep and and Ryan and Carlos uh, and Ryan can can correct me if I'm wrong, but in a lot of these cases, it literally is as simple as picking up the phone and saying I need help, or saying you know what do you have uh, for this circumstance, or I'm thinking of doing this. Um, in some cases, you know, you heard a lot of, um, especially with FSA, you hear a lot of indications about where well, we, you know, we, we need to be notified within a certain period of time. There's certain deadlines or notification periods. In many cases, it's as simple as a phone call to your local office. It's as simple as an email um, to your local office that can be counted at that time. Um, and at the very least, being able to speak to someone, um, make sure that you stay on track and, and you can maximize these programs. In some ways, um, you know, they and, and we'll make sure of this too. Uh, we had this just happen, I think, within our CS. Um, if there's an extension to any of these deadlines, one thing that we're committed to with Cattle Council, uh, Western United Dairies, and the California Cattlemen's Association is making sure you know when these deadlines are moving. Please know you can always, again, reach out to your local offices, reach out to your associations to help connect you with the right folks. Um, we have great relationships with a lot of the folks on the phone uh, and even down in these counties uh, to help you um get the services you need especially in times like these um and more importantly and i and i have to i have to give big props to nrcs really talking about that emphasis on resilience um we have to develop our own watershed take ownership of our own resources we know how to do that we're the ones on the ground um and these are here to help us do that in a in a holistic and productive way so i really appreciate everyone's participation today um if there are no further announcements uh, I, well i have one last announcement actually we will have another one of these events, uh, a webinar next week, Thursday, July 22nd at 9 a.m. This will be a Spanish language version of this uh, same webinar covering our on-farm programs with Farm Service Agency, Natural Resource Conservation Service, and Risk Management Agency. So if anyone you know uh, in the Spanish-speaking community uh, is looking for assistance, please send them the information for this. You can find it at westernunitedberries.com. Thank you again for your time. And I greatly appreciate everyone participating. Absolutely thanks so much to USDA and all of uh, your team and your teams on the ground, continued commitment to California. Um, thank you so much for your continued service. And I wish you all the best. Buckle up, we can do this. Californians are resilient by nature. And thank you all, we'll see you soon. Take care. Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. A huge thank you to all our contributors for this week's episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you have questions, comments, or content requests, email us at mlima at wudairies.com or Darby, D-A-R-B-Y, at wudairies.com. Thanks and have a great week, everyone. While Western United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the Western United Dairies Board of Directors. 
Thank you to Western United Dairies, generous business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com.